All right, we're back. This is Courtney and Robbie in Seeking Humility. Hello, how's everybody doing today? Let me uh, start off by praying. Uh, God, this is yours. This is all about you. Um, Jesus, we love you. We want to give you praise and glory because you are our king. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you speak and not us, and you move, and it's because of you and not us. So we give you all the glory, God, and all the praise because you're worthy. And we ask in the name of our King Jesus, amen. 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 So this week, we are excited to say we have the same story. Yes. We have a mutual friend that Robbie met a while back and introduced me to, and he's actually been giving us feedback on our podcast, which, is, which has been really helpful. But his name is Donato. Donato the Great. Yes, Donato the Great, who yeah. hails from Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes, and he is such an amazing guy. Like He just went out of his way above and beyond to just show Courtney and I his friendship and his love. And he gave us the most important thing that he could, and that was like his time and his attention, and um, just showing us like what a what a friend really looks like. And you don't see that much nowadays. You don't see people really sacrificing their time and their energy for others. And Donato yeah. is just that guy. Yeah, super generous and um, super thoughtful, and just a just a great overall human being. And it was a pleasure getting to meet him and to. Um, to hear what he has to say and to see where his faith has, has led him and to hear kind of how he, how he navigates life with his faith walk. And um, he's very, uh, very humble, which, which is good to see um, with, with what he does. Yeah, and it's so amazing how God puts the people he does around you to strengthen you. To see strengths in others and to be like, oh, well, that's, wow, God, like that's available. That's even available. I didn't know I could pray for that. Right, and right. Donato is one of those, one of those guys that's just, it's a great influence, a great person yeah, to, just to any, see. You know how sometimes when you, you walk into a room and, and you can sense a vibe. And when I walked in to, to meet with Robbie and his wife, Jenny, and Donato, and I'm sorry, his wife. Rosalise. Rosalise, yes. Um, it was just a, a sense of, of peace and, and calmness. And like, I was in curiosity too. I was just, I, I didn't know what the, what the night held um, for what, what we all could learn and share with each other. And that was just an amazing feeling to feel safe and calm and at peace. And you just knew walking in that, that things were going to be good. Oh, that's so good. So Donato, we love you. Yes, thank you, Donato. And it was a pleasure meeting you and your wife. And I hope uh, we can visit you again soon. That's so good. So uh, I am going to start in Matthew 5, and we're going to read verse 9 through 12. It says, Blessed are the makers and maintainers of peace, for they will be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for doing that which is right, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil things against you because of me. Be glad and exceedingly joyful, for your reward in heaven is great, for in this same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. 
That yeah. sounds like what everybody wants, right? Yes. <laughs> That's so good. We, we were talking about um, this idea of, of self-censorship, how um, I, I think it's something that is fairly prevalent now in, in modernity with what we are willing to share and what we're not willing to share with others. So, tell, so self-censorship... As Courtney was telling me, it was one of these words that I, it was an idea that I had, but I didn't have a word to go with it. And he described it as scared to speak because of what people think. Mm-hmm. So scared to speak out in anything, in any way, because of the, I guess, the splashback or the feedback or the... Yeah, the pushback or right. just... And it, it's even... It's, 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 fear of what others might think but it's also I mean, there's self-censorship of the self too right mm-hmm. you might even be um, censoring your own thoughts for um, whatever reason maybe you think it's something that you shouldn't be um, that, that shouldn't be crossing your mind or crossing your consciousness um, but yeah there's it seems it seems that censoring our thoughts and our speech is something that has become more and more normalized. And that's something I think we need to be concerned about. Yeah, like say for Jesus, for, for us, for example, we love talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Obviously, since you're listening to us, you've heard us talk about Jesus and wanting that the whole point of this podcast is to tell people about, about Jesus, Jesus, right? Yeah. So say we go out into the store, mm-hmm. right? It's easy for us to sit here at a table in our home, yeah. to, in a phone, right? And be like, oh, Jesus, we love you. Jesus, you're awesome. Jesus will give anything for you, right? And then we go to the grocery store. Yeah. You know, and you're surrounded by people. Yeah. You, you have a, um, you, you kind of, you're, you're, wearing, you're wearing your armor and um, you, don't, you don't have, I mean, you have, you have kind of, you're, you're cloaking your vulnerability with something mm. when you're in the store. And when, when Robbie and I are sitting across the table from each other, it's like we're, you know, we have nothing to hide. We yeah. are exposing each other, warts and all, and um, just letting our ideas flow freely. But even, even here, I, I feel like there might be some areas where we might want to censor ourselves, but it's, it's a different, different atmosphere than when you're in a grocery store and surrounded by strangers, that you wouldn't have the same comfort level speaking about Jesus or speaking about anything that may not be a, you know, a topic that folks are comfortable talking about. You yeah. might talk about the weather instead. Right. Uh, one of my favorite stories is Jenny's, I went to uh, this hardware store with Jenny's dad once and he goes up to the salesman and he get, he's asking like, how much is this? I think it was like a chainsaw or something. He's like, how much is this chainsaw? And the salesman goes and gives him a price and, it, and her dad goes, what I meant to say is, do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? And I just thought it was so awesome. You know, like, hey, but the real thing is I'm trying to, That's my right. real question is, the important thing is not how much this chainsaw is, but yeah, right. do you know Jesus? How much do we do like at the grocery store? Excuse me, sir, do you know where the bananas are? Yeah. yeah. What I meant to say was, do you love Jesus? <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Yeah, that's right. But how much do we hold back even if... Like we love to pray, Jenny and I love to pray for people out in public. And we always tell people, like if you haven't seen people praying with other people in public, then you need to pray with somebody out in public, right? So that other people can see people being prayed for in public. 
but how much do we hold back mm. with strangers like and not say the most important thing like right like hey how are you doing and they're oh the weather and the government and the politics well let's talk about my important thing like i love jesus like jesus is my king like but just being bold like that how much do we hold back on that because of this this censorship yeah and i, and I think the fear is is kind of the emotion that that certainly um is undergirding that that censorship and what are we fearful of Ooh. you know i i think um with with true uh genuine faith then fear fear can go by the wayside and something that we've been talking about um our the pastor at our church has been talking about gratitude recently and you know being grateful for things and uh, Millie and my wife and I were talking about this and if if you if you truly are grateful about everything in your life then the the fear should go by the wayside mm. there there should there shouldn't be fear because you are so grateful for everything that you have that there's the the fear of of losing something is is not even available because there's too much basically honor and and base uh adoring everything around you that that there's no there's no room for fear to to crop in and and take over it's like so, the benefits outweigh the fear yeah yeah it's almost as if fear fear can't exist in a in an environment like that because everything that is there is is peaceful and and is enough everything is enough would you say that sometimes we we give fear more power than it than it should have by well, absolutely like we feed it absolutely you know? i th- i i feel like society is we we live in a society that is kind of fear is a currency in the society mm. um, because so much that we do is is based on on that on we we want to know what's going to happen and when we want we want to be able to predict and when we we can't we don't have a grasp on on what's going to happen then we are fearful about it and i think you were even talking this week about transactions in life like every it seems like a lot of times in life it's about transactions like even friendships like what do i get out of this mm-hmm. but even with what you just said with fear like say at work so if i do this give this transaction like if i'm at work and i speak about this subject mm-hmm. then i'll get this kind of response, which is good, mm-hmm. right? Which is profitable for me. But if right. I bring up this subject, then right. all of a sudden there will be this debit, right? There'll right. be this right. taking it could go away, the other way. Go the other way. Yeah. I can lose something, and so let me pick the one that's right. has the greater investment for, or, or not investment. That's probably the wrong word, but transaction. Right, right. What and, and I, something else that Robbie and I were talking about was what what is. When we are, when we're thinking about things, or when we're trying to alleviate fear, for example, um, what what is the kind of the force behind that? Is it is it for our own benefit, or is it to benefit something bigger? Is it to benefit God? That's mm. this this idea of is is and this idea of thinking because we can think about lots of things, right? Um, but thinking, what's, what is the 
what is that thinking serving? What purpose is that thinking going to serve? Is it serving God or is it serving ourselves? Is thinking about how we can get out of this fearful situation, is that for our benefit or for his benefit? Yeah, it's almost with the, the self-censorship. I got to slow down because my Southern is <laughs> too many S's and C's. It's like we, we take the blessing away from us because we've stopped ourselves from even going even further, right? Like all of a sudden we start thinking, oh, what's the outcome? What can, what's going to happen? What's the pros? What's the cons? What, you know, worst case scenario, best case scenario. And then yeah. you've thought, thought yourself out of it. You yeah. thought yourself out of the, the blessing or thought yourself out of, and there's a vulnerability though in saying, okay, this might offend every single person. And there's a verse that says that people will be offended of Jesus. And so it's like, this might offend all of you, but the benefit of it is also, ah, like that breath of fresh air, like, ah, like, wow, there's so much power in speaking the name of Jesus and not censoring myself. Yeah, yeah. If, it's, free in that. if it's, yeah, if it's coming from, from that place of authenticity and that it's, it's, for the will of God and and not for a self-serving purpose, then yeah, it's it's like it's no, no matter the consequence, you can you know go to sleep at night because you you did what the quote unquote right thing right. and honoring honoring what God wants. Now that may not be what the people around you want, but as long as you are good with your relationship with God, then. It's, it's like everything else just sort of washes away. And I think there's a freedom too in, there's that old saying, showing all your cards, mm. right? If you show your cards, if people know who you are and whose you are, right? And mm -hmm. what you believe in, and there's a freedom in that. Mm -hmm. Instead of us having to be like, okay, what can I say around this group of people? Or what can I say around this group of people? Or how far should I go with this group of people? But if all the groups of people know you because you are an open book and you're like, this is who I believe, this is how I love, I'm, like, I'm totally free in that. Right. Not only is it beneficial for you, but say other people see that and, and they say, oh, well, maybe I also can be a little more bold or a little more brave. And there's freedom, there's yeah. freedom in that. Yeah, and that, that's kind of the whole leading by example thing where if, if you, you know, be, what is it? <laughs> Sorry. See, see the change, be the change you want to see or something, something along those lines. Um, kind of doing, doing, leading by example and, and doing what you know to be right and having others see that and then hopefully model that behavior. And that just... It perpetuates a whole chain of goodness, and um, it's just just an amazing thing if 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 one can be good with themselves and good with God and have have a have a I don't know, how do how do I say this a, a come from a place of peace in the heart and and good faith and goodwill then it's um, it's completely um, if, if one can come from from that that place of goodness then there there is no reason for any 
negative emotion to pop in. To, there's, no, there's no reason for, there's no ability for um, any evil or wickedness or anything to come in. And that peace from Jesus is, is, is there. It takes, it's more powerful. Yeah. And a lot of these examples, what we're saying right now is out in the world, right? I'm doing my quotation marks again with my fingers. But this self-censorship is also, I think, very prevalent at church. Mm-hmm. When you're with your small groups and your Bible studies and your church groups, and I mean, it's just as powerful there of what do I say, what do I don't right. say. Right? What do people want to hear versus what do Ooh. I want to say or what are, people, what are people expecting me to say versus what I want to say. Oh, that's and, good. How do I fit in? Right. right? Like, what does, the preacher just asked me a question. How should I respond in a way that... Right. Which, which Courtney is coming to the, to the meeting tonight? Is it uh, happy Courtney? Is it angry Courtney? Is it um, funny Courtney? Why can't I just be Courtney? You know, why can't I just be you? And yeah. you is enough. Yeah. And I, I mean, this is, I, asking myself this question last, last week was, who, who am I? Like, what am I? And, and I think I am enough. I think that's, a, that's an important thing. Um, that self, self-love is, is really important to, to be able to acknowledge that uh, God loves me and we can't really do much without knowing that we're, that we're loved. Mm. If we can't love others, if, if we don't feel loved ourselves, I don't think. What's that verse? Love others as you love your neighbor like you yeah. love yourself? Yeah, exactly. Well, if you hate yourself... Right, yeah. and if you're like I'm not loved, no one likes me. Yeah. Well, then that's going to yeah. spill over to your exactly. neighbor, right? Exactly. But if you know that you're unconditionally loved by God, or that you're a masterpiece, that you're valuable, that you have, you're priceless, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, then what I have to say is right. has merit. What I have to say is valuable. What what's on my heart, and it might come out weird, but I mean, be weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If if it's if it's wholesome, if it's coming from from truth, right. then it's it's all gravy. I mean, yeah. if you want to be weird, that's just that's how you see it, and that's okay. You know, Robbie shared a story about a um, a friend of of his. Their their boyfriend um, was a non-believer, and um, the girlfriend's mom was in the hospital with cancer on her deathbed, pretty much, and. Uh, she was having nurses come in and out of the room and every time the nurses would, would walk by uh, where, this, where the boyfriend was sitting outside the room, he would hear them talking about how happy she was and how, how they were so surprised at how well she was taking the diagnosis and the prognosis and all the, the bad things that were happening and that she may not have much more time, but she was just glowing with happiness and fulfillment and the boyfriend was sitting there hearing all these kind of testimonials of this woman being so happy and, and yet so ill, you know, she had complete spiritual greatness and health, whereas Mm -hmm. her body was withering away on, on the hospital bed. And it changed the, the boyfriend so much that he went in and, and told the girlfriend's mom that, she had made him a believer mm-hmm. just by kind of the, the interactions between the hospital staff and her and their reaction to her behavior mm-hmm. 
was enough to make him think, wow, I'm, I must be missing something here. And it got me thinking that maybe, you know, the, the, the norm is that we're on our deathbed and we are spiritually on, on a spiritual deathbed when we're on our, um, on our physical deathbed. But how, how often are we on our spiritual deathbed in, in real life? You mm. know, how, how often are we in a place where, um, we may be physically a hundred percent, but spiritually where the, the tank is on E and, um, there's, there's lots of work to be done. So I, I feel like the spiritual health is such an important component of a happy, a happy life that, uh, getting to that spiritual health is, I don't, I don't know how I get people there. How do we get people yeah. there? And it would be by not holding back. Yeah. Right. Like so many times, like if I hear this example a lot, but people are like, I've got the antidote for your illness, but I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> right. Like I'm going to hold it. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tell you about it. Like I'm just going to let you, mm. you know, you go find it on your own. And that doesn't make any sense, but that's really what we do by not, by censoring mm-hmm. our love for others. And censorship, I think, is really cool. Well, really cool in a way that it's a lot of different levels. Like yeah. We censor ourselves by our thoughts. We censor ourselves by what we say. We censor ourselves by our actions, right? Like, we're not going to do this deed for somebody. Like, yeah. wait, 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 I'm, I, I got to stop. You know, I, I'm going to wait. Yeah. I'm not going to hold back. Like anytime we I'm not going to put that, that toilet seat down. <laughs> Whoa, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> We're both married. We know the importance of that, right? And, but it's like you, anytime you hold back something for the, that could be an advantage to somebody else, it not only hurts us, but it hurts them as well. And if we have the greatest gift that there is and we're too scared to talk about it, what does that say about, I mean, you really, if you're going to be self-inflective here, like what yeah. does that say about you? Like, I'm not going to talk to you about the greatest thing that's ever happened and it ever will be that will change your life because of this great reward and it's true and it's real. Because Cause, cause cause that's the kind of person I am, yeah. right? That, that changes things. That right. changes the whole dynamic of yeah. who, who, that, what does that say about me then? Right? Like, what does that say about me that I wouldn't do that? Exactly. Like, and, and the blessings that, that come from it, the freedom that come from it. And that's, that's a big, that's a, that's a big thing to, to think about when you really get down to the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah. I mean, I was sort of feeling elated because like, I was sharing with Robbie that we, like, there, we may have, figured i mean we have it we have we have the answer right we just aren't always living the answer but we but we know we we have it we know how to access it and we know it's real and it's available and it's available to everybody i mean i mean all like everybody right. this is not this doesn't matter what 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 creed you are where you grew up what religion you were brought up in it's accessible to everybody at any time. And we, we have it. We have, it's, it's right here and we don't, we don't access it. 
So that would be our prayer for you, is that Jesus Christ and the relationship with him is available to you. And may any time that we haven't said it to somebody, may that change. Yeah. May we be more bold. May we, may we change our behavior. May it start with Courtney and I. And we're not trying to say, well, you need to do this because no. we do it perfectly. Yeah. We're we, saying, hey, this we is... Are as, I'm, I'm as imperfect as, as the most imperfect thing known to man. So take, take, take something here. Take, take, um, try to find faith. Try to, good faith. Do, do, if, don't, try not to, try not to censor yourself when you, when it's coming from a place of, of good faith and goodwill. If, if that's, if, if, if you're, if you have something to say and it's coming from Jesus and it's coming from in you, from a place of good faith, then say it yeah. and do it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Yes. And that's why we end. Yes. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. Bye, y'all.